The following recording is from the Land of Yoga Meditation Series by Toby Wallace. For more information, go to landofyoga.com. We're starting lying down in a relaxed position. Have a deep sigh. Now I'll begin with a warning. Non-duality is not what your mind wants. It will use any means possible to deny it. It will use any logic to resist it. Every time you find yourself disturbed by the following ideas, notice something tricky going on. For in the end, it comes down to this. You can either be right or you can be free. Have a deep sigh. This session is on the topic of non-duality. It's a very challenging one. Symbolic of every issue we face in our lives. What is non-duality? It's everything the mind doesn't want. Why is this so? Because our mind's existence depends upon duality. So first, let's have a look at this thing I'm calling a mind. Please sit up. Any comfortable position will do. Close your eyes. Now for the next three minutes, let's have a look at our thinking mind, the place inside our head where seemingly we are analysing and observing what's going on, thinking all the time, having thoughts. There seems to be a person inside there who's watching everything. Let's see what happens if we just wait there, watching it.
Okay, relax. Have a deep sigh. Imagine if you had to sit still all day and listen to that mind. Wouldn't you go crazy? Well, let me remind you that you do listen to it all day long and all night long. And if you think you can be happy with all those thoughts going on, well, good luck. Okay, lie down, have a rest. Now to understand non-duality, it's best to first have a look at duality, for it's dualities that rule our lives. All the problems we have, every problem we ever experience, are caused by the separation we feel within our minds. This is the number one issue in life. Tackle it if you have the courage, avoid it if you don't. So what do I mean by separation? Well, the first duality created is that of me, the egocentric I, which is separate from the universe and separate from others. Actually, I would suggest it doesn't start out as separate, but it very quickly becomes that way. Here's an example. A baby is safe inside its mother's womb. The watery environment is full and complete. It might even be uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean anything is wrong yet. But usually the process of birth is what one might label a wake-up call, let alone a smack on the bottom let alone the first realisation that we want food and that it might not automatically be there just because we've decided we need it. And if we cry out and the universe quickly gives us what we want, we may still have no suspicion that separation exists unless we're cold or don't have our human servants always on call. Even more alarming is when, days or weeks later, for the first time, our parents say no to us. By now, the separation is complete. And even at two years old, a child may still refuse to accept that the world has said no to And that's because the egocentric self, the I, the me, has been so totally and irrefutably installed inside a person's mind. There is a me. I live in a world. Things seem to happen to me. And some of these things I don't like. Well, unless this accepted I is questioned, it will assume total control. 
and from its control room inside your head, it watches every moment of every day, sincerely trying to assert its position in the world and its desperate need to avoid anything it doesn't like. This modus operandi, this state of living, is what Buddhists call suffering. And the reason is this. As long as you truly believe there is a real person inside you, living in a real world that does things to you, that allows things to happen or doesn't, that gives you things and could take things away, then you are fixed inside a dualistic reality which will always guarantee the experience of suffering. Have a deep sigh. Let's sit up and try to relax our minds, which are probably thinking about a lot of things at the moment. We're going to practice being present. So let go of this topic for a few minutes and become present. This means no longer thinking about what I've been saying to you. See if you can do it and try not to give up trying. Being present. There are three states of awareness in being present. One, all body awareness. Get a feel for your whole body, how it's feeling, how tight or relaxed it is. In your legs, your arms, your hips, lower torso, abdominals and digestive organs. Your back, rib cage, chest and shoulders. Your neck, head, and even the face. How is your whole body feeling? Is it relaxed, calm, soft, and still? The second state of awareness for being present, breath awareness. Feel your body breathing right now. Feel it in the lungs. Feel how your stomach moves as you breathe.
feel the breath in your nostrils. Your body is breathing. There is breath. There is life. And now the third state of awareness for being present, awareness of the space. Get a sense now of the space you are in. Here I am now, somewhere in a room. I can feel it, hear it, smell it and see it. And even outside this room, in the larger space, use your listening mind here. Listen for sounds and movements, events. Wait for them, for things to happen. Here you are in a space, alive, breathing. Here is the whole world. This is the present moment. While your awareness remains on these three things, you are present. Once you are having thoughts about anything else, that is not one of these three states, you are not present. Try this now for three minutes. Keep practicing your awareness of any of these three states. Move from one to the other to the other.
Okay, relax. Have a deep sigh. And gently move to lie down. One thing to notice in that exercise, see how your thinking mind refuses to be present. It keeps butting in. There you are focusing on the sensations of your breath, a sense of total awareness in the moment, and then bang, you start thinking something, something that is full of ideas, words, meaning and other feelings, all of which are not the sensation of the breath. This is the mind that interrupts our lives constantly. This is the anxious mind that can't sit still inside a moment. It can't just accept the universe. It can't just enjoy the breath, the moment the sounds, the world, and wait there. It needs to say something about it, or move away from it, or move towards something else. It is a very panicked mind, and it has so many opinions and ideas about the moment, because it can't just stop and be in the moment. That's because it is so worried. Which brings us to the topic of what egocentricity really stands for. Fear. The egocentric self has a sole preoccupation beyond just existing. Based upon the idea that it feels separate from the world and that the world is happening to it. It is constantly engaged with wanting, chasing and getting what it feels it lacks and avoiding, defending or planning against what it doesn't want. And this is where the dualities come into play because the egocentric self defines everything that exists in the world as something. It labels everything it can see and know, and it waits to analyze anything new that it doesn't yet know. And the labels mostly occur as follows. Something is good or bad. Something is right or wrong. This is me, this is other. I am happy, I am not happy. I want this, I don't want that. I am safe, I am not safe. 
And the reason is this. The egocentric self must find a way to feel secure inside reality. It cannot bear the idea of not being secure. It needs stability inside the ideas and assumptions it has furnished the world as. It must validate itself always and it must retain total control over the world. And it thinks it can do this by getting what it wants, anything good or right, and by stopping or avoiding anything it doesn't want, anything bad or wrong. It decides what is right and good, and what isn't, and it continues to monitor every new moment with these in mind. It feels totally separate, under attack, precious, defensive, important, and desperately nervous. It is the embodiment of insecurity. And even more complex than this, it must validate itself as real and right, and that its existence is true, and that reality is how it says it is, which must never ever be undermined. And this is why non-duality is the ego's number one enemy. Sit up, let's have a few minutes to think about all that. See what your egocentric self is thinking.
Have a deep sigh. Feel that physical release. Feel how both your body and your mind relax when there is a feeling of letting go. And in contrast, feel how tight your mind can get if it gets caught up in thinking, as in the last few minutes. Feel how at the exact same time your body and breath tighten too. Make this connection. Okay, relax, lie down, take a rest. Now the tight space, the me and my thoughts world, where we get so caught up and incredibly separate from others, not only guarding ourselves, but also guarding our thoughts, or trying to make others accept or believe our thoughts, our opinions, our needs, our rules. See how it is a draining, exhausting, and isolated space. Because everything is based upon our rules and regulations about the world, about other people, about ourselves, all based upon what we want and what we do not want to accept. See how the world becomes tight here. It's literally a tightening of energy. And see how the world's possibilities get narrowed. How we narrow people down to these ideas of right, wrong, good, bad, stupid, smart, boring, interesting, cool, uncool, selfish, kind, good-looking, bad-looking, old, young, male, female. And see how once we've made these analyses, we believe them as true, fixed, certain, and even unchangeable. And then we feel either close to someone or against someone. We like someone or we don't like them. And we believe these decisions, these judgments, these opinions, which are all based upon a very unstable, inconsistent, narrow, scared and closed mind which is not very good at trusting, not so ready to be open unconditionally, not always willing to give, 
absolutely focused upon being recognised, respected, loved, wanted, needed and safe. See how we can get so caught up inside our heads, our minds. See how we not only bring these rules and regulations to people, but also events, experiences, the whole world, life itself, and ourselves. See how there's no peace here. Quite simply, our thinking mind is not peaceful. It is not quiet, open, trusting, or accepting completely. And yet most of us want to find a place in the world, a life, where we can be at peace. That's because our egocentric self doesn't believe peace exists. Sit up again. In a previous session, we looked at how to be happy, which was built upon the understandings of how to relax. It's a quiet space, an inner space, where there is no struggling, no need to avoid or control, no need to protect against the future or worry about the past. It's a place of peacefulness within us, maybe somewhere about the stomach, where the muscles are relaxed, soft, and where our mind has relaxed down into this space without rules, doubts, or worries. In essence, it's a place where there is no thinking, where we have let go of our concerns, if only just for a moment. And we looked in previous sessions at how this place is always there within us, if we can just let go of our fears, our worries, if we can just let go of our thoughts. We are so much more than our egocentric selves, than the little me-in-my-head reality. We are the awareness of the whole universe, which is right here, now. Here we are in the moment. Here we are in a space, right now, somewhere, and we are aware of it. Here is the whole world, right now. Dissolve the sense of me in this moment. Leave that part and just be now a part of the whole universe.
See how the problem starts whenever you start thinking about this? See how you step away from this total state, this whole connected state, when you start thinking? Well, that's the egoic mind. It will not stay there. It can't bear to wait. It doesn't believe. It won't trust. It won't stay. Okay, lie down again. So non-duality exists where we let go of all our dualities. It's when we stop accepting the rules and judgments we not only impose upon the world, but also upon ourselves. We can see why we believe that things are right or wrong, but we can also see that these concepts constrain rather than liberate. And the more we narrow everything down, the less space we have. And deep down, truly, we want to live in space, to be free, to have freedom and possibility. Because it allows us to breathe better, openly and freely. So when you catch yourself having an opinion about something or someone, or even yourself, see what the world could be like if you just dropped that idea. And remember, we're not trying to control results here, not just looking for what we want. We're looking to liberate ourselves of the tight way of living, the tight mind. And know this, Your body will reflect that tightness, as will your breath. A tight mind equals a tight breath. A tight mind equals a tight body. A tight mind equals a tight life. Think of the way your mind works the way it makes decisions about people and things. See how it classifies these subjects and locks them away into fixed boxes. He's an idiot. She's annoying. I don't like olives. Now I do like olives. He's nice. She's pretty. What he's saying is right. She doesn't see it. He doesn't understand. She doesn't listen. Oh, he's not so bad now. Now that I've liked something he said or did. All of these ideas, these thoughts, we have to be careful because we generally believe them and live by them. We really limit other people 
as though they really are finite things. And yet we know how much we ourselves change every day, every week, and sometimes within minutes. All it takes is for us to see something new in something old, and we can feel like it is totally different. See how we keep getting stuck, not by the things, but by the way our mind labels everything. See how we keep using our opinions about the world to secure our place within it. We want it to be just the way we know it, and we want to know it just the way we like it. Sit up, please. Now let's sit and meditate. Another way of saying this is, let's take the time to think. Let's have a look at our life, the way we live it, the way we act within it, the way we look for things, the way we give labels to things. Have a look and see if it feels tight, constrained, by all the ways we have decided it is, and how it can be. All the people in our lives, how much room do we give them for being something else, something more, something unimaginable? Even the world of possibility for ourselves, for others in the future. How limited have we made it? Spend some time now inside your mind.
Okay, relax. Have a deep sigh. Lie down again for a short rest. However you found that last exercise, remember this, all of the thinking you did, however much space you found for yourself, for others, or even for the world, know that it was and will always be a confined space, so long as it fits within the ideas of your own mind. Every thought about anything is locked inside the naming. No idea inside your head is free. Okay, let's sit up for a final meditation. Close your eyes. Non-duality is a free and unlimited space outside the boundaries of all your thoughts. You cannot find it by holding on to any of your ideas. You must relinquish the ideas and the thinking. When you find yourself in the world, the whole universe, no longer separate from any defined thing, no longer even a defined person yourself, This is your access to enlightenment. This is where the self dissolves into the simple experience of awareness. It's an awareness of existence, an awareness of everything. But there are no labels, no rules, No separate thing. There is just the whole universe, complete, moving, and still.
There is no thinking. There is just awareness. Okay, relax. Have a deep breath. Lie down for a final rest.
Have a deep sigh. Here we are again, quiet and still in the moment. Here is the present moment. Here is the world. In previous sessions, we talked about finding a place of inner peace. It was a feeling that said, I am completely at peace right now. The next step to become the universe rather than a separate part of it is to dissolve the I. Then it is no longer about me. It is a transformed experience. Try it now. Say to yourself now in your mind, repeat after I say it, like a mantra inside the whole universe. There is a feeling of complete peace right now. There is a feeling of complete peace right now. There is a feeling of complete peace right now. Thank you.